and thanks for tuning in to episode 61 of the Matt and Matt O'Scale Trains podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rochford, and with me is my co-host, Johnny. Johnny, how you doing tonight? Doing all right, Matt. It's uh, it's a bit wet here in Chicago today. How are you doing? It. I'm, I'm staying, trying to stay dry. Trying to stay dry. Hiding in the basement, hiding from the weather. <laughs> I, I hide in the basement no matter what the weather is, so it doesn't yeah. matter. That makes two of us. <laughs> That's where my train's at, so that's 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 where I'm at. It's our our, our train bunkers, as to so, so to say. Yep. Nod to certain someone listening. <laughs> so uh, it's just Johnny and I tonight, but uh, we do have a special guest. Actually, someone we're, we've been trying to get on the podcast for quite a while. So uh, we would like to uh, say hi and welcome to podcast to Stephen Cofferl. How's everyone there? Yeah. Well, I am doing I am doing fine. Thank you. We are doing good. And Steve, thank you so much for joining us on this show. For for those who don't know, Steve is a, a very close friend of not only us to the podcast, but just a, a, fr- a close friend of ours. And uh, yeah, we've wanted to have him on the show for a very, very long time. Yeah, he was, uh, he actually came to Chicago uh, last year and we gave him the, uh, the Chicago tour uh, with a couple of hobby shops and some good places to eat. And uh, we had a wonderful time. Steve chose the best imported cheese when we went to that restaurant. <laughs> that was good cheese. <laughs> I hope you had your. I, I hope you enjoyed your visit with us here, Steve. Absolutely. I wish I could get back out there. We need to return the favor and come visit you. The house is always open and the layout's ready. We're definitely going to take you up on that. Oh yeah, for sure. We'll head out there and we'll, we'll kidnap some of the Chicago guys. Come visit, yeah. Now, Steve uh, just isn't a friend of us. Um, uh, he also has a YouTube channel, and it is basically his name, Stephen Coffrell. So uh, please make sure to check him out. He's got a lot of videos. Uh, he has a command layout. He has a post-war layout. Uh, he has a, just beautiful trains. Uh, really love to watch uh, his videos and all of the stuff that he does, covers He does reviews, he covers his layout, and, uh, you know, please make sure to check it out, and we'll put his link to his channel in the show notes. Before we get going with tonight's episode here, we'll uh, just hit some of our basic maintenance items, and then we'll move on to the show for tonight. So, as always, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Podbean, of course, that's our home base, uh, YouTube, as well as Amazon Music. Uh, we also, of course, have the Discord server, which is now beyond 200 members, and it's quite the happening place. You know, it's just something that we've talked about a lot on the show as a community aspect and just something that's always really great. Uh, it's a public Discord, so anyone uh, can join it. We'll throw a link in the description of the video here. And uh, because this is a public Discord, you will have to acknowledge that you read the rules as this is a community server. A great group of moderators, of course, including us three hosts. And so we always make sure that everybody is treated with respect and is uh, very safe in our community here. Uh, We have a new URL for the podcast, and that would be mnmpodcast.com. Find us there. 
All right, so the last we will talk about our Matt and Matt merchandise. So if you want anything with our logo on it, be it, you know, a button, a coffee mug, a sticker, a hat, whatever, uh, you can go to redbubble.com and you can look up Matt and Matt and you will be able to find us there. Before we start, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Trains.com. If you are looking for a great deal on used and new model railroading products and want top-notch service, then please head over to Trains.com where they have about over 120,000 products with new ones added every day. You can also sign up for their newsletter to see newly listed and newly discounted products and receive advance notice of upcoming promotions. Now, I've been using Trains.com myself as well as my co-hosts, and we highly recommend them to our listeners. Now, if you're like us and you're always on the lookout for your next engine, join the Trains Rewards program to earn points on every purchase and unlock future discounts. And if you're an avid collector and want first dibs on new items, sign up for the private car membership to get early access to new listings, earn five points per dollar spent, and unlock great benefits like no questions asked returns. Now, guys, don't forget that uh, you'll need parts to keep your engines and cars operating smoothly. And to do this, Trains has a collection of 15,000-plus parts available on their website for any item you may need. And also, if you're interested in downsizing your collection or know someone who is unfortunately leaving the hobby, Trains also buys collections. So head over to sellmytrains.com to get a quote, and Trains makes it easy to sell your collection. Now, if you do plan on buying from them, please use our affiliate link, which is www.trains.com mmop. You can also use our unique one-time promo code MMOP for $10 off a single purchase on the trains.com website. Well, why don't we go ahead and get started? So uh, we're just going to do our our standard interview here with Steve. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, hit the first question that uh, I always do for our guest, Steven, and that is when and who got you started in model railroading? Well, let's see. That would be back when I was a little kid, uh, mom and dad. And of course, I had a brother nine years my senior. Um, they got me into it and it's been a nonstop. Um, I collect a lot of different things. Uh, I have some favorite railroads, um, but I collect a lot of different railroads. I don't limit it to just one. I was maybe six years of age, and uh, I said a lot of the people don't know. At that point, my father got very sick and was in the hospital uh, for three months on the critical list. And when he came home, of course, he couldn't go back to work right away. So he was helping us build a new layout. And of course, I was the man to do all the crawling around, wiring, and uh, he taught me. Uh, what I know about uh, serial parallel and uh, everything else that goes into building a, a railroad. Like I said, my brother became the, the big figure. Um, we would uh, do everything together, the uh, railroad. Um, then when we got a little older, uh, buying collections and whatnot, splitting them up and just seeing our collections grow. Uh, my brother's still very much into it, but doesn't have an active uh, layout. He's more of just a collector at this point. So, 
it's sad. I wish he would uh, start to operate, but uh, like I said, uh, he finds fun in just buying the stuff and uh, looking at it. He does have a small layout at Christmas that's, uh, you know, a table that the tree is on, and uh, he keeps that up for about uh, five, six months until his wife tells him it has to go down and whatnot, but... Uh, <laughs> That's his only place to run his trains and uh, play with them. But he's lucky. His wife's into it as well. Uh, so uh, they do a lot in the hobby. Let's go ahead and and, um, and shift here. Uh, so you started a YouTube channel, it looks like around 2019. Uh, what was your inspiration for for deciding to create a, you know, a YouTube channel and make content? Yeah, back in 2019, I, I started the YouTube channel uh, just to share some video clips of the layout with uh, some other fellow model railroaders from uh, the Chicago area, uh, George and Wally. And it was the easiest way for me to share a video. Um, I don't have the video data compression software. And like I say, YouTube took care of it and made it easy. And then from there, it just grew into sharing with the general public um, the layout and whatnot. And then I had a, another friend uh, from upstate New York, uh, Corey Ward. He has a YouTube channel, but uh, he came down to uh, shoot some video of my layout and do a interview. And um, like I said, from there, the YouTube channel has just continued to grow. Um, I wish I had more time to put into it to uh, shoot videos. Right now, I'm committed with a heavy workload, but uh, I'm trying to get out of that and get back into my hobbies. I think that kind of goes for all of us too, Steve. Um, I, I try to find time as well to create videos, but I have so many other things that I want to do and work on that they end up kind of going on the back burner. And of course, number two as well, it's like I use YouTube videos as because I want to, you know, I use that as something to have fun and to show off stuff that I have or do some like reviews for Berwin. I'm not in any path to make YouTube a career or, or anything else. Like I just, I do it for fun and that's where it ends because, you know, I have so many other things that I want to do and and I'm I'm with you. And obviously we have this podcast too, which uh, for me, comes before the, the YouTube. I completely understand. Uh, and my problem is I have so many other hobbies, not just limited to trains. I have uh, some antique autos. I've got two that are restored. I've got a third one that needs a total restoration. I'm just trying to find the time to get back to that. I also enjoy music. So I had restored a couple organs and I'm trying to learn to play the organ. Um, I love woodworking. Um, I've built uh, actually a grandfather's clock. I have now a station regulator that I want to build and uh, just got to find the time to get to that project. So there's just so many hobbies and to try to find the time, I tell you, you know, I had thought at first I'd even share some of that on the YouTube channel, but uh, I haven't had the chance to make a, a video of it. And then 
I also have the garden railroad outside. Not that it's anything tremendous, but there's structures I want to build for that and uh, get that up and operating. So never enough hours in the day. Got that right. Yeah, the the bad news is time flies, uh, but the good news is you're the pilot. Absolutely. Uh, my problem is I got to learn to start saying no to a few of my, uh, I volunteer in a lot of different places. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm in a lot of different organizations. I've got the, the railroad museum on Long Island they want me to come out and start giving tours and whatnot, but I just don't know when I would fit that in. Um, I also support uh, the Railroad Museum in Pennsylvania. Um, I'm a member of the Chicago uh, Chicagoland uh, Lionel Club out there. So I occasionally get out there and I got to say the guys, they're really nice. They'll open the clubhouse up whenever I can get out there. It's usually not on their schedule, but they're very accommodating and uh, they give me complete access to whatever I want to do there. So this hobby has brought so many friends and whatnot. And right now I'm at uh, the York show and uh, meeting so many of the uh, people that you, you know, get to know on the internet and it's nice to put a face to it and meet them in person and whatnot. So it's all good. Well, that's a good segue into uh, another topic. So you're at York. So why don't we just talk about York? So how is everything going out there? Um, how do you compare it with the fall and have you found any like uh, hidden gems? I always manage to find and. My brother-in-law, too. Uh, I mean, he's going more for the uh, conventional and uh, post-war era. And, of course, today I was uh, involved in purchasing an engine for another buddy out in Missouri. And the next thing you know, I was buying a matching piece to that engine. So, I mean, <laughs> like I said, I, I, I'm picking stuff up for another buddy. And uh, we had to go to another hall to look for a partic you know, particular piece. And now he wants us back at the hall we were in looking for some other stuff. So it's all good. Anytime you get to spend with trains and with uh, friends, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, can't, uh, I can't disagree with that. Uh, you know, the one thing about having trains and fun with model railroading is you know, actually doing it with your, your friends. Cause that makes it 10 times better. So that's the reason you need to get out my way and come, <laughs> come play on that layout. We, I promise Johnny and I will, will definitely make it out there. Oh, for sure. We, we gotta, we gotta enjoy your awesome cooking too, Steve. You keep teasing us with pictures of all these awesome dinners you're cooking out there too. Yeah, that's just another one of my hobbies, and uh, I love cooking, and uh, unfortunately, I had some medical problems for a while, and uh, I would be cooking, and I could serve the food, but I wasn't able to eat and enjoy, and it looks like we've solved that problem, so I just hope I don't gain too much weight because 
I'm going at it wild. It's like it's been forever since I've been able to make these things and enjoy it. But uh, yeah, I, I love it. And uh, that's what life's about, sharing the times with good friends and family. For sure, for sure. All right, I'm going to pivot a little bit. Uh, I wanted to ask you something that I ask everybody. Uh, and it's sometimes it can be a really hard decision and sometimes it's pretty easy or, uh, you know, sometimes people have multiple answers. But uh, what is your favorite railroad and why is it your favorite railroad? Well, the obvious answer would be the Long Island Railroad. Uh, I grew up literally two and a half blocks from the tracks and uh, I keep going. I was born a little too late. I should have been born earlier so I could have seen steam running. Um, I've got a lot of good friends that worked for the Long Island Railroad and slowly they're aging out and that's they're starting to turn over all of their treasures that they've collected from memorabilia from the railroad over the years. And they just keep asking, you know, do I have a place to display it? And I said, absolutely. And I've already instructed when I should pass that either it gets shared amongst a certain group or if they don't want it, it has to go out to the railroad museum for Long Island. But let that, uh, you know, say that I love Long Island. I also love Pennsylvania. Like I said, I'm a member there at the Railroad Museum. And uh, I also love Southern Pacific Daylight and all of their schemes. I, I don't know. I've just fallen in love with it. And uh, I collect that. To that, I've added uh, the nickel plate. So... Like I said, there's no one particular. Uh, usually they have a connection back to New York or um, a place that I've been. Now, I spent a full day probably about 15 years ago riding behind 765, the nickel plate. And I knew I just needed to have that engine in the collection. I also was out in California and saw the cab forward. Actually got to climb upon her and whatnot. So another engine I had to have. Visited the UP uh, Railroad uh, where they service and uh, climbed aboard, was in the boiler of the, you know, Challenger. And uh, I just, I haven't been able to make it yet for big boy, but I know that's coming in the next year or two. I will get to see that. So uh, it's always, you know, a personal connection with a particular piece. And it just gives incentive to, you know, have something to share the memories of the, you know, wonderful time spent with that engine. I think you're absolutely spot on there. Uh, one of the reasons why Johnny and I have a, a very uh, soft spot for the big boy because it um, it came through both of our towns. And, yeah, I've said this a million times. I'm sure people are tired of me talking about it, too. But but it, you bring up a really great point, and it's just our personal experiences uh, with engines uh, really drive us to buy the model of that engine because – um, you know, it, it creates a, a good memory for us because it's like, okay, well, I saw it live. I saw it for real. 
and now I want to have it in my collection. So that way, whenever I and whenever I look at it, I always think about those times when, hey, remember when we went out and saw the Big Boy Pass, or we went out to West Chicago and and went out to the UP, um, uh, you know, demonstration that they had. Uh, so it just, you know, it 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 triggers great memories, and um, you know, I, I'm sure that I'm sure you have several, uh, like you said, like several engines where you have can just tell stories about, hey, I saw the real thing, and you know, I just I fell in love with it. I'm a hundred percent with you there, Matt. Cause, um, when it comes to stuff like that, you want to definitely collect the pieces that mean a lot to you. I got a chance to ride behind 765 as well. Uh, when, when I went to Cuyahoga with, uh, with our buddy Tim and with Maddie C and I remember just standing by, by the uh, track side with our cameras, standing in the heat as the engine whooshes by or riding behind the engine. And, you know, I, I wanted to have a Burke because it, I no longer have my Burke. It's moved on to a certain someone, some certain Santa Fe addict. I don't know who that guy is, but uh, it definitely holds a special, special place in your heart. And I like, like Matt said, I also saw Big Boy, and it's a big reason for why I owe my Restoration Forty Fourteen uh, Big Boy as well. You just want to again another case where you're standing in the sweltering heat to watch train. <laughs> but awesome pieces, absolutely. It was super yeah. hot that day. <laughs> yeah, the Big Boy. I actually climbed a ponder out in a museum out there in California, and then um, I've seen. Uh, I believe in the Chicago area, there's one in the museum there. Um, also, right over here in PA, there's one in Scranton. And I remember when that was up in uh, Vermont. Uh, I believe it was Ludlow, Vermont. And then they moved the whole collection down, but uh, they have one of the big boys and a uh, buddy of mine took a photo of it and had it blown up and framed. And I had the one. And when I gave away the first generation big boy, because uh, I knew someone that wanted it and I said they could have the engine. And he was so pissed at me. How could you let that go? And I said, well, because I'm going to get a better model of it. I'm going to get the later version. <laughs> well, it's very, very kind of you to, to let it go to that, to that person as well. But uh, yeah, no, that's that's awesome. You uh, you actually got to see uh, six eleven as well, if I remember correctly. You and Maddie see one on a on the photo charger. Is is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Uh, we did that uh, last fall. Um, it was fun to spend six hours riding behind, uh, getting on, getting off, and uh, was limited to I think only thirty passengers, so that uh, your time spent on, uh, you know, getting off and getting back on and the amount of people that could possibly be in your photo shoot was very limited. And that that was definitely something, you know, fun to do. Um, I've also 844. Um, that was another connection with the UP. Uh, we were supposed to be behind the Challenger. They were having problems. They didn't complete the project. So they had 844. And in fact, the second time I rode behind A44, they did the tender. And instead of, you know, UP, it had Lionel lines on it. It was really awesome. It was with the LCCA, Lionel Collectors Club of America, one of their tours and whatnot. And they, UP agreed to paint her up or, you know, decal her for that occasion. And uh, it was just awesome. And that was the reason I bought the passenger cars 
And the one I happened to ride in was the Portland Rose. But as I say, I passed that along to the same individual that got the big boy. So of course, when I bought the new one, it meant going out and trying to get a new set of uh, passenger cars. But I've done well and uh, very pleased with the new set. Um, and like I said, it just brings back so many memories. You know, another one that I could double head. I've got the uh, uh, two, uh, um, whatchamacallit, the uh, Class A's now. And I had double headed them on the uh, layout. That was uh, a fun day. Unintentionally, I think your class A is nostalgic for me, the one that, that Sid did for you. Um, I know you did a video on that on your channel as well. That inspired, because I remember Sid working on your class A when he and I be, first became friends. And he would always be blowing the whistle in the, in the background of, of Discord calls. It, it was, And I had developed Stockholm Syndrome to the class A's hooter whistle. I'm, I'm not an East, not a big East Coast modeler at all, but <laughs> something with that whistle just stood out to me. And when he finally finished yours and you did your video on it and he was running around his lab and you ran on your lab, I was like, oh, I got to get one of these. My line always made one. I had to ask Sid. So uh, your your class, I definitely served for a big inspiration for, for me getting mine. And and I, I love mine to bits. I, I I recently did a video on mine and I, I think it's a fantastic engine. But it's it's cool that you're able to, to double ahead class A's in your layout. I wish I uh, could have seen that. Yeah, that was, uh, it was, I had the club members over and of course, uh, yeah, Greg from the club goes, we're going to double head these. So I was like, knock yourself out. And uh, he did it, you know, and uh, it was just fun to watch it go around and video it. Um, we had done the same when uh, Sid and I both bought the, um, what was that? The uh, the big one. Uh, I just can't think of it. Well, you know which way I wrote We'll have to get Sid to answer that question, but uh, <laughs> we bought him the same day. He spent an hour trying to decide to buy it, and then he oh asked, the the S the S one right right, and then he asked the owner if they had a couple of them, and he goes, "Yeah, I've got six in stock." So he goes, "Okay, I'll take," because he didn't want to take the sample that was on display. And I said, "I'll take one," and everybody just looked, and it was like. Well, I didn't want to steal his, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh it's fun to be able to, to go to a hobby shop with friends and, and be able to, to 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 encourage them to make some purchases. I remember uh especially Sid. Sid's a fun person to go hobby shop hopping with. I, I remember when we were at uh at Berwyn, he was um very adamant that he wasn't gonna spend money on anything. He's like, I don't I only went uh or cars for uh, for my for my Yellowstone, and that's the only thing I want. I don't think I'll be able to find them anywhere here. And, and, and wouldn't you know, he was so confident, had this smug look on his face, about to walk out of the hobby shop, not spending a cent. And I'm like, "Well, Sid, what are these uh, on on the on the rack right here?" And Sid's face just turns into a scowl. He looks like, "Oh, you know," he's like, "Oh, oh come on now." And he ends up clearing every single one of the of the or cars for the DMINR for for his Yellowstone, and then he spent the rest of the day hunting more down at Chicagoland. But uh, it, it's fun to hobby shop Hopper Friends, especially uh, especially with Sid. Absolutely. Sid's so much fun to spend time with. Uh, we were today with him, and uh, like I said, uh, we were negotiating on a deal for a particular engine for one of our friends, 
And, uh, you know, it, it was just so much fun um, to, you know, hunt, the chase, and then to uh, seal the deal and whatnot. So, and like I said, then, of course, that led to me buying the sister engine to it. So actually uh, talking about like finding engines uh, and stuff like that. Um, is there something that you're kind of still elude you, Steve? Like, do you have a white whale that you're still trying to find? Years ago, I had the 700E and I enjoyed the, you know, search for it. And when I actually came upon it, it was a buddy of mine who used to uh, have a uh, coin uh, and stamp shop and he would take trains and occasionally and he would always call me because I was better um, better at, uh, you know, pricing the stuff out fairly. I never tried to cheat him. So he calls me this one Sunday and he starts describing the engine and I go to him, I'll be right out there. And he says, no, I'm going to visit my son. I said, I will be right out there. No. So finally I got him to agree and uh, I made a mad dash out to his house and his standard line anytime I'd approach was just give me a thousand dollars. It's yours. So I said, you don't realize what you've got here. And he pulls it out and whatnot. I mean, it wasn't in perfect condition, but it was in very nice condition. So uh, I negotiated with him, gave him a fair price. Then he discovers he's got the display board for it and some other stuff. And then he threw in two tubs of handmade HO scale, but it was all brass army equipment on flat cars and whatnot. So, I mean, I came home with a truckload that day, only went out for the engine, but... uh, and then it's the fun trying to find the right people to get the stuff, the trains too. So that was my white whale. I had it. And once again, another friend saw it and said, if you're ever you know, going to get rid of it. And I said, at least he knew what it was. Um, I said, I wanted to make sure it had a home. So I, I shipped it to him. So when I was out in Chicago visiting... He says, well, we got to get a picture of you with it and whatnot. So I have that picture to remember. Um, right now, I think I've pretty much gotten everything. But, you know, every year there's something new that comes out. I'm waiting for uh, 90. Um, Strasburg is another big railroad that I'm a fan of. Uh, a lot of fond memories of time spent there with my nephews, Um back in the uh, early 2000s and whatnot. So uh, I've started collecting heavy there and I'm looking for, yeah, 90. Uh, You know, I think that's really going to be nice to have in the, you know, the set and I've got the passenger cars the way I remember them. So, you know, uh, like I said, it's those memories that these trains bring back and the, the good times of sharing them with friends. Yeah, sometimes when you <laughs> when you find that engine you've been looking for, it becomes a bit bittersweet because you're like, oh, I found it. That feels so good. But it's like, ah, oh, but I can't hunt anymore. Like sometimes the the hunt for it, the search for it is just as fun as trying to find it. Absolutely. And uh, that's why I said I was so privileged to have been able to find this piece 
and uh, I had it on display and it was in one of the videos that I had shot and someone saw it and happened to comment that they wanted to buy it off me. So I said, at least I knew it had a home. Uh, my nephews know that when I pass, they have to get rid of everything. And they used to tell me, you've got a list of everything we got to put out to auction and just tear my heart out. So they would also follow up with, you should give it all away. So I've already told them that uh, I've taken care of that. And uh, when I pass, a certain individual will be taking care of dividing it up. And then whatever's left will go to the club. So it's nice to see that everything will have a home. Well, let's hope we don't get to that time for quite a while now. Agreed. Yeah, I was going to say, that's another thing I tell the nephews. You're not getting rid of me that early. I'm going to be here for a long, long time. <laughs> so my next question, probably my last question, uh, for me at least, but uh, what what is your personal take on the O-scale model railroading industry for like the next 10 years? Ah, that's a good question. I mean, I have seen more changes in my lifetime. Got to remember when I was a kid growing up, computers were just something thought about. And I remember when I first started working, working with the punch cards and whatnot, and being able to actually hold the card up and read it. We got so used to reading the punches and the cards and whatnot. And then... Uh, I got involved in building PCs, designing them, and then the technology kept changing. And that's what I see with the train industry, that technology just keeps changing and improving. And I, I mean, I'm thrilled with it. Uh, I love the new electronics, the sounds, um, all of the things that are capable, whether it be a swinging bell, uh, the whistle steam, uh, depleting coal loads. I mean, uh, it's just so much realism getting added. Um, yet, I still collect the uh, pre-war, post-war. Um, there's just something nostalgic about it. And it brings back memories of that, uh, you know, being that little kid and holding these trains and uh, running them around under the tree and whatnot. So, uh yeah, I, I think it looks bright for the industry, especially with all of the young people getting involved in it today. Um, that's another wonderful thing through the Internet. I have met so many, and it's nice to see that there is a bright future, at least I feel, for the train collecting and modeling hobby. No, that's that's a wonderful point, Steve, too. Yeah, with technology be, uh, comes, at least on the engines, we get, you know, new features, uh, cooler features, uh, you know, stuff that uh, we we wouldn't have thought would have existed on model trains, um, you know. So you, even, even in the 2000 era, like with Team CC, like, you know, I remember getting back into O-scale model railroading um, in the kind of late, uh, I would say like early 2010 around there 
And I was kind of blown away by like how everything sounded and looked. And I was like, wow, this is like for people that haven't heard it or don't realize it. Like these things are a lot more complicated than we, than we think. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really, really excited for, you know, what, what we're going to see in the future when it comes for, uh, when it comes to technology and what they're going to do with trains and stuff like that. So uh, your comment about getting young folks involved in, in there being a strong kind of young, um, best way to put this, uh, a surge of young people getting into model railroading is fantastic. And I think technology uh, played a big part in that, right? Because I think there was a, a space where, uh, you know, we were, model railroading wasn't at least in the O scale wasn't using social media at all. So it was in this like really dry spot where people just weren't aware, aware that it existed unless you were just like this person who had been in O scale for a long time, or, you know, you have somebody that you knew was into O scale, but with the advent of social media and YouTube and Instagram, uh, people are getting like really connected to it now. And I think people are finally realizing like, Hey, you know, trains are cool. You know, to me, trains are going to be around for a long time. Uh, They're not going anywhere. And the more we can put out there and show people that, hey, this is an awesome hobby. You know, it it involves all kinds of skills and it's fun to do and it's fun to do with your friends. Uh, We're definitely going to be in a good place. I would have to uh, agree 100 percent. Like I said, Getting back with the internet, thats I've made so many new connections to see the hobby, where it's going and whatnot. Um, I had the train clubs, the LCCA, TCA, and yeah, you'd get together annually and whatnot, and we could see the group just aging out. We're not bringing in a lot of new members there, and I think they're all trying. They're realizing that they need to do something different. But now we get to, with the YouTube channels, the Instagram, the, uh, you know, the dedicated servers for different, uh, you know, modeling aspects and whatnot. It's, it's just wonderful because it helps you connect with so many other people. Um, they're not next door like they were back in the 50s. You know, it's not your neighbor. The kid I grew up with, uh, I can remember when we both got our jobs. The first thing we did on payday was down to the hobby store and whatnot. It was just so much fun. And uh, today, you know, you're sharing it with people. They may not be right next door, but they're across the country. Like today, the shopping for a friend. We were able to help him put the deal together and he's getting the train that he wanted. Of course, I'm going to be the one chauffeuring it out there, but that's fun. I get to go visit and that's all good, you know, and that's what this hobby does. It brings people together from all parts of the world, all social economic backgrounds. Um, There's so many ways to get into the hobby. There's the high end and then there's the lower end, the uh, Menards producing all of the products that they do. It's fantastic to allow some of the younger maybe that don't have the job right now but they can start collecting and building their own model railroad 
And then as they move along in life, they'll probably progress to uh, spending the fortunes that uh, we all do. Uh, and then we go, I shouldn't have done that. But, you know, it, it's so much fun to see it and play with it on the layout. So it's all good. For sure, for sure, and uh, it, it's it's nice to see that the the hobby is is expanding and so many folks getting into it. I remember there was a time where it was a bit doom and gloom when I was younger or very young, and you, know, you watch all the the videos of layout tours and they ask, you know, what do you think the future of the hobby is going to be? And the thing that frustrated me the most as a child is, oh, you know, the hobby's hobby's dying out because uh kids aren't interested they all only care about those video games and blah 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 it was discouraging but realistically it's it's not like that uh there's such a huge resurgence in folks coming back to the hobby and you know some things that folks got to remember too is yeah you want to get kids into the hobby because that's that's their their gateway into it but they're not going to be the ones spending their money there's always you know for a lot of folks you drop out of the hobby for a little bit because you find other interests as a teen it's it's those folks who are kids when they got into trains that you want to see come back as adults when they do have the income to spend on the hobby or to build their own layouts. Um, when they have, they don't have to ask mom and pa or, you know, what are relatives they're with to, for funds for trains. And it's such a huge resurgence now. And, you know, social media linking everybody together is such a, such a big thing where I feel like right now the, the community is more united than ever. Uh, especially for the younger demographic as well. So 100% with you there. Yeah, um, the internet and uh, social media has done so much for this hobby, and I think it does so much for a lot of different things. People, you'll always have the ones that are negative, the naysayers. But, uh, I mean, if you really take an open mind to it, you'll really see just how far and how it's growing, you know, absolutely. I remember those dark days and it was sad. Um, but uh, not when I look around today at the show, I look around and I love to see a father there with his young son and they're shopping for stuff and, you know, the smiles on the, you know, kids' faces and whatnot. Yeah, there'll come the time, like you said, we all go through that uh with a girlfriend comes along the car and uh, then we, you know, get out of the hobby. But it was like uh, me when uh, we had the house and uh, the nieces and nephews started to come along. And when I said, oh, I'll put the trains under the Christmas tree. I hadn't done that before. And to see their faces and next thing you know, was, well, I think I better build a layout just so that they can run them when they come. And it was a good reason to get them to come more often. And, uh, you know, then that layout just kept growing and growing. And now I look at it and it's, uh, well, the whole basement is like a, uh, a fun room. I mean, between the uh, um, trains, the two different layouts down there, um, there's also the uh, rail running around the ceiling, um, the suspended track. And then I have uh, slot machines. I love when the young guys come down and they're first looking at the trains, then the next, you got slot machines and the jukebox and whatnot. And before you know it, everyone's just having a good time. And uh, it's fun to see that. That's awesome to hear. That's awesome to hear. Uh, Steve, you've got a really unique setup there in terms of 
uh, layouts there. You've got your your modern layout that shows your your primary layout, but you also have your 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 classic uh, O gauge layout. Um, what what was the reason before uh, for wanting to build two layouts, and and also which one do you t- tend to lean towards more often when you're when you're personally running trains? I I gotta say I go back to the uh, O scale layout. Um, that's what I was running most everything, and I wanted to design it that it could run even you know uh, pre war post war uh, on it. But I had uh, a ping pong table set up on top of the billiard table, and I had a little layout. And a couple of the guys started to razz me. And one Father's Day, they went out and got me a gift certificate. And they said, we want to see you build a permanent layout for those trains. So that started the project. I uh, got rid of the billiard table, the uh, ping pong table tops, found a family that could use them. And uh, it gave me the opportunity to build the other um, layout, the pre-war, post-war. It's all tubular track. Uh, which tends to lend itself better to the uh, pre-war and post-war. Uh, they'll run on the other, but uh, uh, it can be a little touchy at times, where on that, it's like foolproof. That's rock solid. They've always run on that. And, and it just, once again, brings back memories of the layout that I had when I was a kid. So uh, it was just a natural to have it, and they're side by side. Like I said, they they occupy most of the basement. Besides, I've got, uh, what, two gyms in there. And now the guys are talking to me. They want me to bust the wall down between the laundry room. And they said, get rid of the washer, the dryer. You don't need that. Let's put a turntable in there and uh, build a a roundhouse and whatnot. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, those guys, those guys always. Well, well, we, we love uh, talking with the guys there, and they uh, they always net poke you to to have some some quote unquote bad ideas to expand the layout and, and stuff like that. But it's it's always a bunch of fun. Uh, I I love getting to to explore. I know I bring this up a lot, but I I, I really enjoy getting to explore Berwin with you when you were out here, specifically when you were looking at their, their cabinet. I think that's one of my favorite shots I got of you when I was filming the vlog is I, I just saw you uh, eyeing up the, the post-war cabinet they've got to the side and, and you choosing between which, which turbine you wanted and just getting to watch you uh, choose, you know, Oh, I like this one. Uh, and I like this one, but this one has this, and this one has that. Ah, I'll just get both of them. It was, it was, it was such a, a fond memory for us. And uh, seeing both uh, you out here looking at the poster of stuff. And then recently uh, Bill um, who, who came out to visit us last weekend, actually, both of you looking at post for it. It's very inspiring. I, I, I was never, I don't have too much nostalgia for it outside of watching post for an, a TM stuff, but I definitely have a uh, plan to get something post-war to add to the layout and just because it's just so fun watching you guys have fun with it. Absolutely. Like I said, uh, I have a soft spot for it. And every time I'm here at York, I'm always looking. Um, I had bought last year a nice standard gauge engine. Had unfortunately been dropped. It was brand new, but had never, you know, and the steam chest was damaged and whatnot. And I was able to 
uh, stretch it back out and order a few parts that I needed and put the engine back together. And then I put it on my layout and I discovered that it's it's a lot larger. The, the steam chest actually hits the portals going through the tunnel. So I said, well, that means I just have to build another you know, track on the floor, I'll have a larger layout to run the standard gauge. And that we were looking at track today, already contemplating doing that. So uh, I don't know. I, I it, To me, well, because I was born back then, you know, uh, and I have fond memories of pieces that my mother had and whatnot. And, uh, you know, so I'm always looking to recreate that. And uh get that stuff and I love running it so that's awesome to hear about uh, going going back then um so you mentioned you have so many hobbies uh, that you, that pique your interest why why do why do trains stick out to you for what what was about it uh, about trains that really caught your attention and, and got you into the hobby well like i said uh, that little kid being exposed to it and uh, a family that uh, didn't think negative of it. And uh, like my brother, every train he had was mine and whatnot. He's nine years my senior. So when I was six, he was already 15. And uh, then he was going to work and whatnot. And the trains were, well, they're there for you to play with and whatnot. He taught me how to run them and be good, you know, careful with them, not to damage them. And uh, I mean, he still has all of those. And uh, one of these days, I got him to bring it over and run it on my layout. But I bought similar pieces. I had to get the Santa Fe's. And uh, one weekend, I was looking at a pair of Santa Fe engines. And I was bidding on them, not expecting to win either one. And I wound up winning both. And the one is, it's, it's unbelievable. It's immaculate. Um not a scratch on it. It's original, never been touched up. And the other one's almost as clean. Um, like I said, I just got lucky that weekend and won both. There are weekends you'll, you bid on this stuff and, oh, well, it wasn't meant to be. And then six months down the road, you'll, you'll luck out and get it. So, but that's fun of the hobby is the, uh, being able to search these things. And today with the internet, uh, the marketplace, it's, there's no limits to where you can search for it and uh, visit all of these hobby shops uh, that you never even heard of. But uh, via the internet, you see them and then you start talking with the owners on the phone. Oh, yeah, I have that piece, you know, and whatnot. And you're able to put together a set. And like I said, that's just part of it. It's like... Uh, um, coin collecting, you look for all of the coins in a certain series or stamps, all of them, you know, in a certain series. Well, in model railroading, we look for certain cars to put together a certain set. And it might be a particular run, uh, passenger service uh, for tourism, that uh, it recreates a certain point in time. So you got to recreate that set the way it was when it ran that day. hundred percent with you there. Uh, I know the guys on, on the, on the podcast server and the listeners of a show will know I'm the biggest daylight addict in the world. And 
I spent Matt Matt knows this personally that I spent many many years trying to hunt down and complete that that K line daylight set and uh, one of one of the mats from the many mats the Matt Matt Discord server was able to hook me up with the set. Um, I'm I'm awake. I actually got pinged by like four people when I went to took a nap. I got like four people pinging my phone just saying like, "Oh, you gotta get the the set you want is here. It's here." And I remember working a deal out with the guy within within an hour, and and the set was was mine. So, but yeah, it's 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 almost dangerous now with how how many resources you have to to collect trade to buy trains. I know some folks, uh, excluding not just myself, have the the nasty habit of oh I got some free time on my phone. Oh, let's try to check out trains.com or check out eBay or 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 some various hobby shops. Uh, see what they've got. So, but uh, yeah, you can get almost anything nowadays. Dangerous, man. <laughs> dangerous. Very much so. Especially when I'm sending you stuff and you're sending me stuff, and oh, mm-hmm. man, it's too dangerous. We're all enablers. We are. We are. <laughs> That's Speaking. the perfect phrase for it, enablers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, that's what brings us together, and uh, we share the stories, the the searches, and whatnot. And uh, it's amazing. You get enough people looking, you'll find what you're looking for. And uh, Maddie sees one of those. I just have to mention to him. And the next thing you know, he's sending me, well, here's one, you know, but here's another one and whatnot. And latest is with the nickel plate. He keeps sending me. I said, you forget, I bought Golden Gate Depot cars for the nickel plate. I have a set. I keep forgetting it. Got- Uh, well, speaking of, of Maddie C and you had mentioned, um, I think you had mentioned Greg earlier, uh, you, you've got many, you've got memberships in quite, quite a few clubs. Um, but I think the one that you're, you, you're, you seem to be most active with is, uh, NLOE. Uh, what, what's your experience with them and, and the guys there? How, how have they been in, in terms of adding to your, your model railroading experience? It's a great group. Uh, and I, I always tell the story. I said 10 years ago, I had wanted to join and they were looking for young members that could crawl around under the layout and do the wiring and whatnot. And the president at that time goes to me, well, I, I got to say I was 100 pounds heavier and I was in no shape to be crawling around. And he goes to me, we're looking for younger guys. So I remind him now, since they've accepted me into the club, I said we were both a lot younger then, but <laughs> but they teach you so much. They give you so many wonderful ideas, always willing to help. And like I said, uh, you go down. I go on a Friday night, and I said that's my way to relax. I no matter how bad the week's been, I can go there, unwind with the guys. We talk trains, we run trains, and we have a lot of fun together. It's just brought so much more and it's something close. Like I said, I'm a member in the Chicagoland, but I can't get out there, but maybe once, twice a year. So it's kind of tough. And though they're very accommodating to open the clubhouse, it's still only once or twice a year where uh, NOLE, now I have keys. I can go in any time of the day and night and run trains and, uh, it's a, it's a wonderful layout. We have a lot of fun with it. Um, I'm still learning. I keep reminding them. I'm the old timer. You got to remind me. I get very forgetful, you know. <laughs> but uh, 
everyone's always willing to help teach you and uh, just enjoy the hobby. And uh, that's what being a member of these clubs is all about. Um, same thing with the uh, LCCA. Uh, I'm meeting them, a lot of them here at the York show and whatnot. And they're all asking, am I coming this summer? Unfortunately, I'm not going to make it. Although it might change, but right now it doesn't look like I'm going to make it. But they're all like, oh, we're going to miss you and whatnot. I mean, I've been to, I think, every one of their conventions for the last 20 years. So, uh, you know, it's it's tough. But I see them, you know, via the Internet. We're uh, always socializing. And uh, we get together at least once or twice a year at York and uh, other events. So uh, it's all good. Like I said, the circle of friends just continues to grow. And uh, like I said, it wouldn't be there if I wasn't into this hobby. And uh, the train hobby has brought so many good memories, good times. And like I said, we're here, me and my brother-in-law, and we're, we enjoy this getaway to York. And, uh, you know, just looking at stuff and, uh, you know, talking about it and uh, just good times. So, Well, that's awesome to hear. Uh, it's, it's awesome to hear uh, folks' stories and, and how, you know, getting together with everybody really makes the hobby so much more enjoyable. Uh, and, and being part of clubs is a great way of doing that, or, or just getting to meet up at, at uh, train shows like York is also such a such a wonderful experience. Uh, I can remember maybe two, three years ago, I, I didn't know a single soul in this hobby. I, I just knew myself and whoever was on, you know, I knew Eric and, and stuff like that through watching his videos, but you know, I didn't know a single soul in the hobby. And then look at us now uh, doing the show, talking to so many folks, the community we have behind us, the friends that we have now, it's it's insane. It, it, it's quite literally changed my life in more ways than I could ever convey through uh, the show here. But it's, it's awesome to hear your experience and, and your stories. Um, but with that being said, I think that's all of my questions. Uh, Matt, did you have any that you wanted to throw out? Or uh, Steve, did you have any, any uh, comments you want to add in? I don't have anything else for Steve, but um, I do want to say uh, I really appreciate you taking the time out to come on our show. Uh, we've wanted to have you on for quite a while. Uh, pick your brain, tell us about your stories, because obviously we love to hear you talk about um, just, you know, your life and your interest in trains and, and your stories and, and stuff like that. So, you know, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, like I said, uh, it's just so much fun talking about the good times that the hobby has brought me. Um, I, you know, the gal that I married, my wife, we uh, dated in high school. And uh, so she knew of my love for trains and whatnot. And then uh, when I started building the layouts and whatnot, she'd say, well, you know, I thought it was only, and I go, well, this is what we agreed, the size, but... Uh, and then she'd always go, well, at least I know where you are. You're down in the basement and whatnot. 
And then she'd come down, and the same thing with the antique autos. She got involved with that. The first one I got, I got in red because that was her favorite color. I said I knew she'd uh, never say no to that. So that my Model A's are red, and uh, we had a lot of fun restoring it together. And uh, yes, yeah, life, like I said, it's it's all about the the good time spent with friends, and uh, I mean. Just meeting the two of you, the the trip out there, and uh, all of the tra- you know the train stores. We went to the hobby shops. That was just so much fun. And uh, yeah, I know I've got my quirks and whatnot. Don't touch; these are mine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like I said, uh, the hobby has brought me so many wonderful memories, and uh, I enjoy sharing that with others. I hope to get back to being able to do a little more on the YouTube channel uh, and, uh, you know, get some more of my uh, trains displayed and uh, a little more history and whatnot on the different railroads and the particular pieces. I always find that interesting. And those videos seem to do the best is the ones where I give that little bit of history. So, but uh, yeah, once again, thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, for joining us. I know you had a very long day at York and a very long drive the night before, um, but we appreciate you uh, coming uh, and talking with us right after the show and right after dinner. I know you probably need some rest and relaxation, and we dragged you on the show with us here this evening. Nah, nah, that that's it's all good. Uh, last night was a little tough. Yeah, like I said, we got in about twenty to two in the morning, and of course. We needed to unwind, so we're watching uh, a movie on TV. And that next thing you know, it's three, and we can't figure out how to operate certain things here. And I said, well, it's a little too late, <laughs> you know, or a little too early. This morning we figured it all out, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's all good. We always have a lot of fun. You got That's anything great. you want to add, Charlie? No, I just enjoy I enjoy the trip. I enjoy going with you to York. I enjoy seeing everything that I see at the show. Um, like Steve had mentioned before, I'm more into the post-war. You know, I, I enjoy the post-war because of my memories as a child. And, uh, you know, I also like to tinker with things. And I, I'm not an electronic whiz, so I, I tinker more with the uh, mechanics of things. And I just enjoy doing it. And my grandkids now love it. Uh, you know, I, I have a train room. It's not big, but, you know, it's it's what I like to do. Yeah, but it's it's a wonderful layout you've yeah. built. I, I enjoy watching it. Um, and, yeah, Charlie does a lot of the uh, rebuilding of my Transformers and whatnot. He loves to spend the time with it. and It gives me time to do some of the other stuff. But today we were talking electronics and uh, whatnot. I have a little more understanding of it, um, but together we we always manage to get it done yeah, and have a good out. time. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks for having me as well. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us. Well, with that said, um, thank you once again, you guys. And uh, Matt, you want to take us home? Yeah, and just to clarify, uh, Charlie is Steve's brother-in-law, in case you missed that uh, before. Yes, I'm, I'm six years younger than Steve. 
Oh yeah, mention the six years. <laughs> I, I do remember when Steve used to come over and and you know they used to get together during high school and I believe in, even junior high. Junior high, yeah. And uh, you know I was I was a little kid back then, and uh, we went on trips. We yeah. Dad would invite me, and that was nice because my father had his own business, and to get him to take time off was kind of tough. But uh, I. You know, my wife, Kathy, her dad would always say, come along. Yep, you can come with us. And we had a lot of good times. Yeah. yeah. So, Before we get our outro here and uh, kind of end things, I did want to introduce a really quick new segment here uh, on the podcast. So we are going to give a shout out to all of the uh, all of the new folks uh, that have joined the Matt and Matt uh, Discord server. So uh, and in order to qualify for this, you would have had to introduce yourself in the introduce yourself channel. So if you joined and I don't say your name, I do apologize. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot more folks that have joined the Matt Matt Discord server, but there's not an easy way in Discord to see, to get a list of people and their join dates. So I'm just going by your the introduction channel. So if you do want to get a shout out, go ahead and you've joined this year, go ahead and go into that channel and you know just introduce yourself tell us about you and what you got into trains and why you joined the server and stuff like that but so um this is going to be a segment that we do on each show uh so on this particular one i have to catch up for the entire year so as of january 1st up to you know april 20th which is the recording date so let's go ahead and do it again thanks for joining so uh, number one dashing dan's trains JS Oscale, ATSF 2903, that's a, that's a good name, JAJ Floor, Connor, Bobby Ding, Gizmo Trains, Mike, CJ's Trains, Southern Bell 45, Rye Trains, Jesse's Trains and Things, Ian, Lucci's Layout, and Morbid. Thank you to all of the folks uh, that I just named. Thank you for joining the server. And, you know, obviously, thanks for everyone uh, who have obviously took the time out and joined the Matt Matt Discord server over the last few years. So we really appreciate it. Uh, I, <laughs> I can't list like 200 and some people. So I'm just starting at 2023 moving forward. Uh, you know, we'll do stuff, other things like this. Uh, with the Discord server as well. But I thought it kind of started out with something neat like this and just doing shout outs to people that have joined. So uh, again, if you want to get a shout out on the podcast, go ahead and uh, go into the introduction channel and introduce yourself. And we will make sure we give you a shout out on the next show. Thank you for joining, guys. Appreciate it. We are reaching, was it nearly 300 strong at this point, right, Matt? Yeah, we are close to 300. There you go. So thank you so much, guys, for being part of our community. We really appreciate it. Um, we we uh, we started this show with humble beginnings, and we're still growing to this day. And to, to go from just being like, I wonder if anybody listens to us, to getting to see, hear from you guys every single day on the Discord, it's, it's very humbling. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, wrap this up. Uh, Steve, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I'm on uh, Instagram, um, Facebook. And uh, YouTube, uh, that's pretty much the spots that I'm at. And usually it's just my name. Um, I, I don't know why I did that. 
and uh, then I named the channel uh, Steve's Hobbies because I wanted to expand into the other hobbies I did, but it's just the name, Stephen and uh, underscore Kofrel, K-O-F-E-R-L. Yeah, we'll go ahead and put those links uh, in our show notes as well so people can find you. Uh, Johnny, where can people find you? You can find me on YouTube at Automus. That's A-U-D-A-M-U-S. Currently am working on a video of how I remodeled my yard, and I've been posting some updates on that in my community posts. You can also find me on Instagram at Automus underscore trains. Same thing on Facebook, where you'll see me posting a lot more of uh, my updates on lap progress, just some general photography shots, and uh, basically a lot, th- a lot of things I... Uh, don't put on my YouTube channel. So if you want to see some behind the scenes or some more recent updates, you can check them there. And last but not least, you can find me on the Matt and Matt Oskill podcast Discord server, where I'm usually scrolling through the chats, talking with you guys, or making a fool of myself on the voice call. So if that sounds like fun to you, come on down. It's a lot of fun. It's a blast. All right. And you can find me on YouTube at WC Model Railroad. I'm on Facebook at WC Model Railroad. And you guessed it. I'm on Instagram, WC Model Railroad. Uh, easy to find. Uh, one other thing too is the Matt and Matt uh, podcast is now on Instagram. So we fi- we finally made it. We did it. <laughs> uh, but uh, we are on there. So uh, you know, if you look us up and follow us, please. If you follow us, we'll follow you back. That's a promise. Or we'll make Matt Z pay for it somehow if uh, if we don't follow you back. So we'll punish him somehow. He he uh, he sends you anchovies. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what do people like anchovies? <laughs> uh, they can have black licorice smoke food instead. All right, yeah. P- there's no way people can like black licorice and anchovies uh, besides Matt Z. So <laughs> that's that's it's a rarity. <laughs> well, moving on. So, uh, folks, a uh, big thank you again to all of the listeners. Um, we wouldn't be here and doing this uh, these podcasts if it wasn't for you uh, tuning in, listening, downloading these podcasts. So we really, really appreciate your time. Uh, and if there's one thing you could do to help us and it's free is, uh, if you do listen to us on a podcast app, like, uh, you know, Apple podcasts or Google podcasts, there should be a way to leave feedback, give a review, make a comment, give stars. Uh, if you could do that for us, we would really appreciate it. Uh, helps the podcast helps drive the podcast. So people are aware of it. So, uh, with that said, uh, Everybody, uh, thanks for listening, and have a wonderful night. Night, everyone. Good night.